We are back again. This is yours truly, Elder Richard Pittman Jr. And let us get into this right away. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, and I do mean whosoever, believe in him, they shall not perish. They shall not be condemned to a damnation, but they will have everlasting life. This is the Survival Toolbox Podcast, and I'm so glad that you're here to listen, to commune, to discuss inwardly the possibilities that God can have in our lives. Today, I want to get into a very simple verse in the Bible, but one that is very pertinent to the reason why we all have a chance at life and that more abundantly and that is john 3 16. it's important that we understand the foundation of what we stand on because this is the very foundation if you read on from 16 to 17 and 18 it 17 says for god sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved so you can surmise with your with your own thoughts and your own, I guess I could I could say your own reasoning, that the world was in a very bad place. But even more so to the point, before the world was even born into what it is, I would quickly like to reference Revelations 13. Because Revelations 13 and 8 says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of the Lamb of the the book of the life of the Lamb. Let me say that again. Revelations 13 and 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of the life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. Matthew 25, 34 says, Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. What am I saying? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus, who we believe is the begotten son of God the Father, was sent to be the atonement of our sins. Revelations lets us know that before the foundations of the world were ever created, before there was a world to be made that Jesus was already the lamb that was slain. And this is where I like to talk about time and destiny. What we live in is time. We run off of a 24-hour clock. The sun goes up and then it goes down and it's nighttime and we get the moon. We get the stars. We live in time. 
time is always moving forward. Time is always moving. You can never go backwards. You can have memories. You can have snapshots of time. You can have videos of a time, but you can never go back to a moment in time. There, in fact, lies the truth that even in these last couple of words I've just spoken, I cannot go back and take them and put them away and erase them out of history. I can erase what I've done. I can erase this project. I can, you know, take things off the Internet or not post this podcast, but it does not take away the fact that I've already committed my words and my time to that moment. So we have time. A mechanism of measurement of length here on earth that depicts our aging, maturity, and experience. Time. We are limited, but time is unlimited. It's forever going to move forward until God says stop. Eternity. Is what I like to say is destiny when time and destiny meets up. We're still on Jesus in John 316, but let's let's stay here. Destiny is eternity. There is no time in eternity. Eternity, you are always in the moment. So in eternity, if you were to say, I wish I had pizza, boom, it's right there in front of you. You're always in the moment. I wish I were rich. Boom, you're already in the moment. I want to be happy. Boom, you're in that moment. So when we look at Revelations 13 and 8, and it says the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. That was an eternal thought, a destiny thought. That's why we say it has to happen in the spiritual realm first before it comes down into timing into our realm. Because Jesus was slain as the lamb before he was needed to come down into earth before the earth was even formed. That's how much God loves us. That not only would he give us a chance, he, he gave human kind a choice you can love me or you can do what you want you can worship me or you can do what you want however because God is all-knowing he knew we would need a savior that there be no man that would be able to come onto earth in this natural way and save the world and get us pointed back to God. It had to be. Someone that was destined to do it. And so it took God the son. Jesus Christ. As we know him to be. To come down off the throne. For the atonement. So there we have. The setup and the arc of the conversation. For right now. 
Jesus in this John 3.16 as we celebrated Resurrection Sunday this past Sunday and as we move forward for the rest of the year, we need to know why. Why we are here. And the original purpose that we've had on earth is one of being able to live out the life purposes God has given us. In Matthew, it talks about the stories of the talents. One person had five, one had two, one had one. Five multiplied to ten, two multiplied, multiplied to four, and the one hid his talent. Many folks are hiding their talent when God wants to multiply it. He wants to give you more, but you're afraid to use your talent. And so many a times we bury something that God was intending to use to not only bless us, but to bless the people around us, to bless our communities of people. We needed to be saved from ourselves. And so God sent the ultimate gift that would multiply on his own. Honestly, Jesus came down as 100% God and 100% man. And so what terrified Satan is as long as Jesus walked the earth, Satan couldn't have rule over the earth because there's one person destroying all of that. So this is why I tell people don't give too much credit to negativity and to dark forces and powers. We have more power than them simply because most times plans aren't well thought out. The smart move would have been to leave Jesus alone. Let Jesus die of old age. Let Jesus go on and do what he does. If you leave Jesus alone, there's no need to have this entire book that we call the Holy Bible to say all these stories about a man that died. It just sounds like a novel. But because Satan and the imps and demons of darkness don't think things through and they never do they look for instant gratification that's why when you sin is usually instant gratification it doesn't play the long game it doesn't allow you to play the what well, down the road it wants you to think about right now because if you just get blinded by what's right now you will end up getting yourself into situations down the road that harm you that's what sin does sin brings about death sin the wages of sin are death and not just a physical death, but you die in your mentality, you die in your personality, you die in your career pursuits, you die in your uh, mutual affections for people that you love and your things begin to cut off. It's the death of things around you. But see, he killed Jesus, not realizing Jesus was the one you should have kept alive because when we die, it's not over. When we die, we multiply. So Jesus, in his death, multiplied by the millions because the disciples believed after he got up oh man this is really the son of god let's go preach about this thing and since then now christianity arguably the number one religion in the world i don't have the stats in front of me so i don't want to come off as incorrect but i'm pretty confident in saying that christianity 
is at least everywhere in the world and every continent I can say so Jesus was the atonement for our sins and still is he's alive waiting for word to come back and to save us and the second coming to rapture as we affectionately know it to be to bring us home but we have work to do John 3:16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life to be saved you have to believe you have to believe that's that is the totality of this Christian walk faith in one word faith is the underlining word for everything Christianity faith why because you can do nothing to please God unless you have faith what is faith faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen faith just means I trust you when I can't hear it see it or touch it that's what faith is but can we dig just a little bit deeper because I, I want to touch on something and then I'll, I'll get off the podcast and allow you to enjoy your day but in John 3 and 18 it says he that believeth on him is not condemned but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed on the name of the only begotten son of God 19 and this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men loved darkness aka men love sin rather than light because their deeds were evil 20 for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light neither cometh to the light lest his deeds should be reproved 21st verse last verse but he that doeth truth cometh to the light that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God in other words for all those scriptures Jesus came as a light into a dark situation the people of earth that God created loved their dark situation so much they couldn't stand the light because it's uncomfortable to switch up your lifestyle when you get to a place where you just are grasping how to work it, how to be in it, how to do it, how to make sure you're okay in it. And now somebody's telling you how you're living is wrong. We were all in the dark until somebody told us about how to get into the light. Some of us went more willingly than others, but everybody is going to bow and everybody's going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I don't care what religion. I don't care if you believe if you are a uh, your guy, if you're agnostic, if 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 you are atheist, if you are Christian, if you believe in Taoism, Buddhism, if you are Muslim, everybody. Everybody is going to bow and everybody is going to confess. 
there will not be one that won't go through that. Demons, imps, and Satan himself will bow and confess. This is not to be played with. This is important, the, 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 the bowing and, and confessing, because this is how powerful our God is. And for many of us, if we truly knew how powerful we are through God, a lot of the things that we do, a lot of the mistakes that we make, we would not make them. Because there would be scriptures like these that God didn't have to come and do this. He could have just wiped it and been done. He could have just reset it and been done. But he decided to allow us to live. He gave us a choice. He wanted us to choose him, not to be forced, not to be relegated, not to be hand-tied or arm-strung. He wanted us to choose And thereby choosing him, we choose light and life. But we love darkness. And that is why it's funny that the beginning of the Bible talks about the world being void and being in darkness until God spoke light. And if you look at it in that moment, if Jesus Christ is the light and the world was darkness and in Revelations 13 and 8, it says that Jesus was the lamb slain before the foundations of the world. When God the Father spoke light, God spoke Jesus. I'll say it again. If Jesus Christ is the light and the world was darkness and without void. And Revelations chapter 13 and 8, it says that Jesus Christ was the lamb slain before the foundations of the world. And the Lord spoke to this unformed dark world, light, let there be light. God spoke Jesus onto the world. And hopefully that makes more sense that. The light of the world. The reason why the Bible can say, well, Jesus was, was the lamb slain before the foundations of the world is because God spoke light and life to the darkness of the world. God spoke Jesus to the world. I don't know about y'all, but that that's that's good to me. That you can speak Jesus to your dark situation. And darkness has to move. Eey. You can speak Jesus to situations that are stagnant. Speak Jesus to situations that won't move. Speak Jesus to situations that seem like they will never get better. And the darkness cannot overcome the light. It, the darkness, in other words, cannot comprehend the light, which means it doesn't understand it. It it it, it doesn't know how to, uh, uh, to 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 push it away. Darkness can't handle light. That's why a room can be dark. And when you cut on a light, all darkness goes away. All darkness goes away. 
because darkness cannot contain light. Even in very dark rooms in a small flame, you will see the flame within the darkness because even a small slit of light can be seen in the biggest darkness. Darkness cannot hold light. Jesus came to save us. And the first step in allowing Jesus to change your life because, and I'm going to turn a corner here. The first step is admitting that you need him. And really before that, but just saying that he's real, then you need him. And I, I just want to help somebody out that may be listening to this. Uh, no matter what juncture of life you may in, may be in, you might be an unbeliever. You might be a believer that's backslidden. You may be a believer that's just struggling and trying to get it together. You may be a believer that feels like they're strong in their faith, been in this thing for a while, and you got it on hold. But we have to understand not everybody's walk is going to look the same. The way you understand Christ may not be the same way somebody else understands Christ. That is the uniqueness of everyone's walk, that we get to walk it with him by ourselves for reasons of our own volition, of, of, of our own uniqueness. That's why we have many, many preachers that are called because there are different audiences that need to hear certain voices. If we were all one of the same and everybody was the same way, we wouldn't need so many representatives. But because we are all different in our own special ways, we need different kinds of representation. Furthermore, for those that want to be saved and that, that want to believe, because it says right here that you are saved if you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. And was sent by God to come save us. That there's no one way to get. A walk with Jesus. Correct, because there's many ways we have to go through the son to get to the father. There's only one way you have to go through the son to get to the father. But once you get to the son. You're going to have to walk this thing and figure it out for yourself. You're going to have to do that. This walk was not meant for you to copy somebody else. It was for you to follow God and God teaches you how to live right. Now, I do not believe that when you begin a walk and years down the road, you're still walking the same way the way you first began. I don't believe in that. What I do believe is that you should be allowed to make mistakes because we're human. You're not going to be a person that's been a Christian for 30 years in your first five days. You have to learn. And that's where mercy and grace comes in. But the reasoning behind all of this. And the reason why we do this is because Jesus was sent. So we get grace and we get mercy. And we find in him the love that we need to keep pushing forward. God means well for all of us. And so on this day, find Christ. He died for you.
so that you may have life and that more abundantly. Let's take this journey together. Be blessed.